Hey friends, I'm coming to you today from Beaumont, Texas. Although by the time you see this video, I will be, God willing, safe travels back in Ottawa. In the meantime, here is a Sipping on the Sabbath Rewind edition for this fourth Sunday of Easter. And I'll have a few more things to share with you at the end of it. It is the fourth Sunday of Easter, traditionally referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. Jesus is the shepherd, we are the sheep. He wants to carry us through life. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, makes reference many times that we priests are meant to smell like the sheep. So that means one thing, you smell. lasting memories I have of childhood growing up on a farm in Glengarry County, which is in the east end of the province of Ontario, is being carried home by my father. I must have been five or six years old, and we were walking through the hayfield on one particular hot, humid day, and I just got fed up. I just... I just was just, I'm exhausted. I can't go any farther. And I just plopped myself down right there on the ground. That's it. I quit. I'm kaput. Done. <laughs> and my father, by the way, this is a picture of my father I have over my, my shoulder here. He's deceased. God bless him. May he rest in peace. My father reached down and he picked me up and carried me home. Now, it wasn't a huge distance, but at the same time, you're just, I'm just a kid, right? And I'm exhausted. I'm pooped right out. And my father, in his love and in his care for me, didn't condemn me, didn't criticize me, didn't say, look, you little get up. <laughs> no, he just loved me. And that is a lasting, long-time memory I have of him. And it really is indicative of me, to me of the love that my Heavenly Father has for me. When you and I are confronted with our powerlessness, our lack of control, this whole COVID-19 pandemic we've been experiencing now for over a year, limitations, lockdowns, restrictions, etc. what do we have left? Have we come to that point in our own life where we're starting to ask ourselves a question? What is really important. It's not what I have. It's not my family name, what school I went to, what I do for a living, how big my house is, how big my bank account is. What is really important? What's really important is coming to know and live in the reality of who we are. I also have over my shoulder a birch bark sign that says that you are a beloved son of your father. I keep that at the head of my bed. It is the first thing I see when I get up in the morning and it's the last thing I see when I go to sleep at night. And it's a visible reminder to me of who I am, regardless of what I'm going through in life, regardless of the cards that I'm dealt in life, the truth is that I am a beloved son of my Father in heaven, and nothing can take that away from me. That is, I take that to the bank, and that check will not bounce. Jesus is my Savior, my Lord, my Redeemer, my, my friend, and that makes all the difference 
in the world. Now, sometimes, again, going through this pandemic, I'm tempted to kind of want to be in charge, be in control, make things happen rather than let things happen. So I'm still growing in the spiritual life. So these are visible reminders to me of the love that God has for me. Do I, do you, do we really know who we are? Jesus was so focused, so intent on doing his Father's will because he knew who he was. Even at the transfiguration, the Lord's voice from the cloud, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. That was just a beautiful, beautiful relationship that Jesus had with his Heavenly Father, but it's the same relationship that you and I can have with our Heavenly Father, who loves us immeasurably, more than we can ever even imagine. We have in today's Gospel, if you want to go to your Gospel, your Bible, it's John's Gospel, chapter 10, specifically verses 11 and 14. Jesus, twice in the excerpt that we have for this particular Sunday, says that I am the Good Shepherd. And it's one of seven I am statements that Jesus makes all in John's Gospel. So if you want to get your journal and your pen out, I'll give you the scripture references, the, the statement, and then the scripture references. So beginning with John chapter 6, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And then in John's Gospel chapter 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then in John's Gospel chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the door or I am the gate, depending on the translation that you're using. John chapter 11, the Lord says, I am the resurrection and the life. John's gospel chapter 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then finally, in John's gospel chapter 15, Jesus says, I am the vine. So these classic I am statements. And as I was praying through them and considering trying to catch a word for today that I do, I usually start on the Monday of the week to read through the scripture readings for the upcoming Sunday, allow them to kind of sit in my heart and my mind, read a few commentaries, seek some specific direction from the Lord, a specific application for our life. And I try to make these sipping on the Sabbath sessions as, as practical as, as possible. The question that came to mind for me was, Alan, would you be able to make seven I statements about yourself? And so that's my question to you. Could you make seven I statements about yourself? And what would those statements be? Maybe initially we would say, well, you know, I'm, I'm a butcher, a baker, or I'm a, a candlestick maker. You know, my last name is this. I, I come from this family. My mother was, that was her last name. I, I am from here. I'm a Canadian citizen. I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a bus driver. I'm, like, initially, I think those would be the kind of things we would write down. But I believe the Lord really, through the experience that we're going through right now, through this experience of the pandemic, challenging us or giving us the opportunity to cooperate with his inspiration and grace so we can go deeper and more personal. 
beyond just the things that I do, the things that I have, where I'm from, who am I? Who am I intrinsically? My answer is, I, me, Alan McDonald, I am loved, I am forgiven, I am redeemed, I am precious, I am beautiful, I'm a masterpiece, I'm, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm cared for, I'm the apple of my father's eye. That is who I am. And regardless of what I'm going through, whether it's a good day or a bad day, whether I'm growing in the spiritual life or perhaps I'm taking a step or two back, that never changes. God is love, St. John tells us. Not sometimes, could be, maybe, if we catch him on a good day. No, God is love. Who am I? God, who am I? Reveal more of me to me. As you see me, Lord, what do you see? Who do you see? It's a beautiful experience to have. The, the first reading of the scripture readings for today, the fourth Sunday of Easter, comes from the Acts of the Apostles. So if you have your Bibles there, go to Acts chapter 4, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, book of Acts. Acts, by the way, was also written by Luke. Luke, excuse me, Acts chapter 4, verse 8, very succinctly says, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. That Peter was a changed man, gone from hiding, locked away in the upper room, confused, wondering what's going on, to this changed man, filled with the grace of the Holy Spirit. And we are in this process now of journeying towards the great feast of Pentecost, when we too open our hearts to receive a new outpouring, a fresh awareness of the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, who wishes to change us. Peter had three monumental occasions in his life to be looked upon by the Lord. The first, and Pope Francis talks about this, it's not original to me, the gazes, the three gazes of Peter. First, there is the gaze of call, that is in John's Gospel, chapter 1, where Jesus looks at Peter and calls him to follow him. Then there is the gaze of forgiveness, and I spoke about that in a previous homily. This is in Luke chapter 22, that brief encounter that Jesus had on Holy Thursday night at the high priest's house, looking at Peter. Peter heard the cock crow three times, but that gaze of forgiveness in that brief moment, it just an instant, Jesus offered to Peter mercy and forgiveness, and Peter's life was changed. And then you have the final gaze of mission. This is in John's Gospel, chapter 21, where Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? To counteract the three times that Peter publicly denied even knowing Jesus. So these gazes that Peter had, they're the same gazes you and I can have in our prayer time with the Lord Jesus, who wants and does look upon us with love. If we only just understood that just a little bit more, I believe our lives could change just a little bit more, and we too could experience just a little bit more the power and grace of the Holy Spirit in our life. So Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. The second reading that we have for this Sunday is from the first letter of John. John himself, you know, the beloved disciple who had these personal, beautiful encounters with Jesus. 
who laid his head on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper. That is how personal and intimate his experiences were with Jesus. But we too can have those same similar experiences, either in communion or in spiritual communion, or in our times of prayer and union with the Lord. We can just just meditate upon that scene for a moment. See yourself doing that, just resting your head on the breast of Jesus and being loved in that experience. So 1 John chapter 3 Verse 2, John says, Beloved, we are God's children now. That is who I am. I am a beloved son of my Father. You are a beloved daughter, a beloved son of our Heavenly Father who loves us crazy head over heels in love with us. Now, maybe this is a new idea for some of us. Maybe you have old ideas of God. God's this cross old guy that's just going to bang you over the head. You know, who sees you as like me sitting as a little kid, just pooped right out, <laughs> just, just tired. And we are, right? We're just pooped right out, just tired of this whole pandemic thing. It's exhausting emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, relationally, etc. right? We just come before the Lord in that state we find ourselves in. He's not going to condemn us. Tell us, look, get up, just pull up your socks and get on with it. No, he's not going to say that at all. He's just going to love us in that, in, as, as we are. So we allow him to love us. We are God's children now. But one verse that kept coming back to me, I want to go to uh, Peter's words again. In the, in the first reading from Acts of the Apostles, Peter's words about the cornerstone. Now, Peter is actually quoting Psalm 118, verse 22. It's also the response to the psalm that normally would be sung on this Sunday if there was singing. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And I thought about that, you know, asking the Lord for some insight into that. Like, why would that quote be included in the Acts of the Apostles? Why, why, why was Peter saying that? So again, we pray with it. We just sit with the Lord, allow him to inspire and encourage us. And I was wondering, what is, what is a cornerstone anyway? So I went to Google. <laughs> Google. Google. Google tells you a lot of things. I went to Google, and this is the definition I found on Google. A cornerstone is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure with the other stones laid in reference. A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting a building in a specific direction. And I thought about that, and this is one of the ideas that came up with. Now, just work with me here for a second, okay? Like, how might this pandemic, God didn't cause it, allowing it to happen, how might this pandemic actually be for you and for me a particular cornerstone to reorient our life? To change the way we think. To give us an occasion to really come to grips with who we are and what's really important in life. 
And I thought of that. I said, yeah, you know what? That's, that's, that could be true, right? Like, God, if this is part of your divine plan, your agenda, and God's always at work. I mean, the biggest computers in the world couldn't contain all the, the computations and the, and the workings and the movements and the, and, and the calls and the invitations that the Lord is sending out all over the world to 7 billion people. But how might this cornerstone be an opportunity for us to reorient our life in knowing who we are? I invite you to take that question to prayer in the coming week. And I also invite you to allow Jesus to continue to look at us in our daily times of prayer. Now, maybe daily prayer is a new thing for you. So just start with five minutes, sitting quietly and, and inviting the Lord, and seeing yourself before the Lord, seeing the Lord looking at you with love. Just sit quietly with the Lord and ask him to stir up in your heart a list. Let's start with seven things. Seven I am statements, truths about ourself that the Lord wants to really use as the cornerstone to build a deeper and more profound and lasting relationship with him. All because we have this incredible occasion and opportunity of the Lord's invitation for you and for me. So let's take all that to prayer. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our good shepherd. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the times that you have picked us up, that you have carried us, that you have ministered to us, Jesus. Lord Jesus, you know that over these last months, this whole pandemic, all the implications, all the involvement of that, Lord, is really tiring. And we pray a special blessing, Lord, upon those who are really, really struggling right now, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, relationally, families that are in difficulties, people who are at their wits' end, that you, Lord Jesus, would just gently pick them up. You're the good shepherd, Lord. Just put them, put us on your shoulder, Lord, and carry us. Thank you, Lord, for this memory I have in my own heart and my father carrying me. Let my brothers and my sisters know who are listening here today know that you want to carry them. Lord Jesus, we pray for new awareness, new truths about who you are. We pray for the willingness, Lord, to let go of old ideas about you, Jesus. And infuse us with the truth of who you actually are, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we invite you to stir up in our hearts this deeper, more personal, profound awareness of our own identity. Help us, Jesus. Inspire us, Lord, to write down who we are. I am. You made your own I am statements. Help us to make our own I am statements. Help us to remember them, Lord. Help us to live out of them. Help us to remember, Lord, that regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of what we're up to, 
those truths of who we are and as you see us never change. St. Joseph, Blessed Mother Mary, please pray for us. Amen. So there you go, my dear friends. God bless you. Thank you for your ongoing generosity, spiritual and temporal support that makes this ministry possible. If you're new to this channel, please subscribe, give it a like, give it a comment, give it a share to all your relatives, your amigos, as I'm getting my amigo vibes on here these last days of vacation time in Beaumont, Texas. Remember that when we are powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated and may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.